business success usually comes to those who are too busy to be looking for it. Join RVK for the award-winning RV on Business Show every Tuesday at 12 midday. It's not about thinking out of the box. There is no box. Only on 101.9 High FM. We're now going to switch tack almost totally. And something that's always wondered, always been a wonder to me, and always fascinated me, is the life of professional sportsmen. You know, you get catapulted into this limelight. You're on TV, you're on the radio, you're doing interviews. Everybody knows your name, your face. You're on T-shirts, you're on billboards. And then you disappear. And what happens to the income? What happens to the cash flow? And I was just actually discussing this with a colleague of mine who turned around to me and said, but I was a professional athlete. I lived in that world for many, many years. I understand how it works. So when else, welcome to High FM. Hello, Avi, and hello to all your listeners. Great. Well, I'll tell you what, after that introduction, let me leave it up to you. Just take, give us a bit of a picture as to what sport you played, how you got into sport, what it was all about, what your history is. Yeah, so, so the sport in question here is, is rugby. Um, one would, uh, you know, I consider myself a bit of a late bloomer. Um, I, I didn't really go to a, a predominant rugby school. Um, I got involved in rugby sort of in my later teen years and, and the bug bit. I was always a, a good sportsman, but I think that rugby was, was the sport that interested me. Um, I wasn't always the smartest in the class, so I would always gravitate towards the sports field. And, uh, and that's where I found my passion. And, um, uh, you know, I, I came from humble beginnings. So I was, there was always sensitivity around money and money issues and trying to be, um, a responsible big person. I thought, well, how on earth am I going to make money? Not, notwithstanding uh, sport and, and, um, you know, I, I never went to, to varsity straight after, straight after school. I decided to pursue rugby uh, because I was so absolutely passionate about it. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. You rub shoulders with other, other, other good rugby players. You get your breaks. Um, and to cut uh, somewhat of a, a long story short, I ended up being offered a, a, a professional contract overseas um, after after having a little bit of success here in South Africa um, and, and trying and trying um, trying to apply my trade in the States. Um, I was offered a, a professional contract overseas in Italy in a town called Piacenza. Um, and and I played there for five years and, and my career was cut short at the age of 30 um, due to an, an injury that could not be fixed. Um, and in that in that period, I um, I learned a lot about finances, and in that period, I uh, asked myself many questions about what am I going to do when this is all over. And because my career was cut prematurely, I was forced into that space um, without giving it enough thought. Okay, but you know, in our in our chat beforehand, you, you one thing you were very clear to me was that. You, you you had really thought about this, but besides thinking about it, you'd actually put it into action. Um, what did you do when you were earning good money as a sportsman and being sort of living in a bit of a cocoon 
where everything was provided and taken care of, you know, you could have just gone out and blown that money on a monthly basis. What was your game? What is your game plan from a financial point of view with your earnings? Um, yeah, so from an early age, I had a great saving mentality. Uh, I would save money underneath my mattress. Um, so that was always in me. And, and when I went overseas um, to play, um, I created, by then I had created a habit of, of, of being disciplined enough to save my money. Um, and, you know, as we discussed uh, yesterday, um, I was in a fortunate position where everything, you know, the, a normal person's major expenses were pretty much covered. Um, you know, your, 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 your living expenses, your rent, your car, and that sort of thing. So I had a great opportunity to save money. Um, and that's what I did. Um, and it was, it wasn't that tough, but at the same time, you are also surrounded by different personalities that have different views on money uh, than I did. So I had a saving mentality and a lot of people would, um, would, would dispense of their income pretty quickly. What I did from a very, very um, early stage, uh, in the early stages of my contract, I, I went into, into the bank, uh, which was pretty hard at the time because there was a major language barrier. But, but pretty much what I did from the beginning was I, I got involved in, in sort of a passive investment over there in, in Italy, um, with, with not much gains on more on the conservative side, but it was my mentality to save as much as I could. Um, with the end objective, um, of investing in property, um, because for me, um, I thought it was a pretty simple process. You purchase a property, you rent it out. Um, you use the rent to subsidize the outstanding liability, which is the bond. And then after a while, you manage to pay that off. And then you move on to the next one, uh, with the, with the vision eventually being to, to have a number of properties providing an income. Um, so that I didn't have to think too much about where, you know, where the finances were to come from when I eventually did stop playing. Right, but you know, just just a quick, maybe just change change to attack. We'll come back to that. But yeah. you did go to varsity. Where did you study, and what did you study eventually? So I went to Ralph, um, and I studied. Sorry, the the University of Johannesburg, and I studied a, a physio and specialising in sports therapy. Um, right. And and that was it. Just seemed like a natural progression because I was always involved in in sports, and um, and I think that it was it was also a, a, a somewhat of a passion of mine because um, uh, I enjoyed the fact that I'd be be able to help people, and I also realised the importance of 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 fixing a sportsman when they were broken. And that, I mean, but that's, that's not a career that you've continued to pursue, am I right? No, it's not. So, so when I, when I eventually did come back, um, um, uh, I had, I had, um, I had a child with my, with my wife, uh, my, my eldest child, Daniel. When I came back, um, and, and there was finality to, um, to my injury and, and my, the end of my playing career. 
um, what I wanted to do was I thought about starting up a practice. Um, but I was, um, because I had a child and because I had financial responsibilities at that stage, I didn't think that that building a practice would provide me with the uh, amount of income I would need to sustain a standard of living that I wanted, that I chose. Okay, and therefore you moved from that into financial planning. <laughs> yes, decided to get a real job. Um, <laughs> and I moved, I moved into financial planning. That happened in 2007. Um, right. And, and I, I wouldn't say that it was a, a natural progression, um, it was an introduction uh, through another colleague and very good friend of mine, and things just evolved. And and um, because I was always passionate about and cognizant of the importance of planning for your financial future, I think it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good mix. It was a pretty good good mix. Fantastic. Wayne, we need to run to the shops quickly. We need to take an ad break. We just hang on the line. We need to run to uh, listen to some ads. We'll be back with you in a moment. This is RV on Business. On the line with me is Wayne Ells. Wayne Ells is a financial planner at Discovery, um, who was a professional rugby player, played overseas in Italy. And uh, we just discussed the last 10 minutes the history of Wayne playing overseas, the approach to money, the savings mentality, and then ultimately reality really is setting in where a family is a very expensive entity to keep running once you've chosen a certain standard of living. And, uh, you know, Wayne, therefore you chose to go into financial planning and move away slightly or totally from, from the, the physiotherapy and the sports therapy um, career that you had started. But, Wayne, let me ask you in broad brushstrokes, We've heard many, many times about many sportsmen who are on the bones of their proverbial backside. Um, you know, they were the flavor. Everybody knew them and everybody loved them. And then they disappeared and they're living in a caravan in the middle of nowhere somewhere. Is there no pension that's built up or reserved that is put away forcibly for professional athletes? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, and, and just quickly before I answer that, I think you get two types of athletes. I think you get the extremely successful athlete who earns exorbitant amounts of money and they've got a financial team that run their entire financial portfolio. And then you get guys um, pretty much like me who go overseas or who are professional athletes and they make a bit of money um, and a lot of them don't actually plan and what happens when they finish is that they are stuck. And their whole identity and their whole skill base was based around the sport they played. And when they have to enter the business world or the world of trying to earn an income, they find that they get really stuck. Um, for me, it was a bit different. I was, I just so happened to have a, a like you said before, savings mentality where I would save pockets of, of, of money from a season. And every season I'd come back home and during the off season and I would get into the property market. In other words, I'd purchase a property, um, uh, the most efficient way I knew how, which was buying off plan. Um, and, and slowly I would build up somewhat of a, a, a property portfolio with somewhat of a passive income. 
the problem is, um, the problem comes in, um, so, so you asked, isn't there a, a, some sort of a pension or a, a, a savings reserve for players? So for the majority of players, no, there isn't. It's all their responsibility. Um, so a lot of those responsibilities lie on what they want to prioritize in their financial world. I just so happen to be lucky enough that I, I prioritized finances for myself. But yeah, you're right. For the majority of them, uh, they end up with very little uh, because there's not a lot of forward thinking. Yeah, and that is a major challenge that comes into it when there isn't plans put in and guys spend all their nervous energy just trying to get their career going forward and doing what they need to do. And, um, you know, they'll get to the retirement plan because it's many years down the line. And before you know, time has, has disappeared. Wayne, if I can just ask you quickly, because there's quite a lot of questions coming in. There are a few youngsters asking, you know, is it worthwhile really investing time and effort into becoming a professional sportsman if you feel that you have the skill? I know it's an open-ended question, but uh, I suppose it's a, it's, it's a cute question and, and the person's quite sincere. It's actually not a cute question. It's actually, it's actually one of the most important questions somebody needs to ask themselves if they are thinking about pursuing a career in sport. Right. You know, I was always driven by my emotion. So in the past, I would say, how dare you ask that question and your passion must take preference over everything and, and pursue your, your, your sporting goals and let the cards fall where they may afterwards. But the reality is that that isn't the correct way to go. Um, you know, it's tough because if, if one is passionate about, about a sport and pursuing a sport, it's very difficult to talk about the practicalities of, of life after that sport. But I think a start is being as open and honest with yourself as possible and understanding, um, look, you know, what are my realistic chances of, of making it? And if you can draw a timeline of if I haven't made a certain level by this stage, I need to start pursuing other avenues. And that is very hard for somebody who has always thought that they, their future lay in professional sports. But the reality is a tiny, tiny percentage of, of really good sportsmen actually make it. And a tiny and an even smaller portion of that actually make it and earn money. So it's really important to have a goal and time-orientated timeline by which to gauge yourself. Otherwise, you'll just find that you'll just keep following this passion and then you'll turn around and you might have just mistaken the wrong road altogether. Spot on. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, and, you know, in professional sport is, is, is not back in the day, back when I played. Professional sport is very different nowadays. You get scouted when you're in high school, and as soon as you leave high school, you are most probably already moving into a professional environment. Um, so, so if you are one of those, you know, there's two things. If you, the reality is, if you haven't made um, inroads into playing some form of representative sport for your province or for your country. Um, by then, you've already start to, you really need to start to question whether or not it's the right. When we're running out of time, um, and I, I just want to maybe just end off with, with a 
you know, one of the basic thoughts that people often discuss around the table, if you take, for example, our local South African soccer scene, there are many, many teams, there's many, many players, and before you know it, they've come and they've gone, and my understanding is once they've gone, they literally fall off the end of the cliff. There's no second or third to go to. There's no safety net of of corporate jobs or uh, something else. What, what would your parting words be to a group of young professional soccer players in South Africa at the moment? And I'm using soccer because it's such a popular sport. Who seem to be that feel that they are invincible? Their teams depend on them. Nothing's going to go wrong. And hopefully it doesn't. What would your two-minute message be to those guys? Well, it's not going to be an emotional one. It's going to be an extremely practical one. And it just goes back to my previous statement. You've got to be able to recognize when um, when the pursuit of your eventual goal of becoming a professional athlete needs to end. Because the longer you pursue it, the, the more time you take away from pursuing another avenue and another career that can provide you and your family with some sort of financial stability. So know when to cut the cord. It's very hard. Okay, Wayne, unfortunately, we're out of time. How do people get hold of you if they want to discuss financial plan with you, if they want to discuss their sports with you? Um, how do people reach you? You can reach me uh, on my email, which is uh, wayneel at discovery.co.za. And if I can give my cell number out, it's 072-563-4529. Fantastic. Wayne, thank you so much for your time and best of luck going forward. Thank you, Avi.